Play fake, Cutler sidestep to the pocket, avoiding pressure, now winds up throwing deep down the right side, going for Jeffrey, he makes the touch inside the 10-yard line, down near the 5, throw it up and get it, Jeffrey did, Jeffrey outleaps him 49 yards. Bears Hour Live, with Lauren Cox and the draft doc, Philitoshin. With me as always are the super fans. I'm smarter than the average bear. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Bears Hour Live. You're listening to Phil and Lauren coming to you after the Bears lost to the Green Bay Packers. And we're, we're undergoing some technical difficulties at the moment, so we're not going to be able to take calls. At least it doesn't appear that way. You can You can try, but no guarantees on that. But... We'll still be here breaking it down, and and maybe we'll get Shane Marsaw to to go through some back shoulder channels to or some back shoulder just some back channels to get on the to get on the air here. But Phil, it was it was sort of the same story as the whole season for the Bears again. I mean, especially this Matt Barkley era of getting so close in the fourth quarter and falling short. And I know you were getting pretty heated at, at towards the end and then after the game, getting pretty fired up about this. And hopefully, these technical difficulties haven't calmed you down too much, but. What stands out to you the most from this game? Well, it's a continuous uh, monotony and maniacal behavior of the coaching staff. You start, Lauren, the display of Josh Bellamy being out there. Continual chances to a guy that's dropping balls continuously when your job description is a professional receiver that is your job to catch the football, help your quarterback move the chains and keep this the drives alive and get points. You know, you're you're dealing with a guy that's a handicap crippling your offense. You can't be 50-50 that a guy's going to catch the football. Everyone seems to have hold their breath every time a ball's thrown his way and I just I think that's a tone set by selective accountability as Sandy Tom across the pond uh, created. And, and it really has been my mantra with this coaching staff. I think you start there, Lauren, because that kind of was the impetus of this game. It's like you continue to see the same goddamn things going away from the running game, getting Jordan Howard out in critical situations, bringing in some other personnel, but somehow Josh Bellamy survives all of this and becomes a focal point of your offense until the fourth quarter where Alshon Jeffrey, you know, the franchise football player, Lauren, has been on suspension. You ever heard of that guy? Once or twice. He comes in 89 yards, scores a touchdown, and and that's called offenses putting in a game plan to take advantage of the personnel and the matchups that are created by such a personnel. And Dow Loggins and John Fox have dropped more balls than Josh Bellamy and thus <laughs> get him the hell out of town. It's, it's disgusting. And, and 
I know we're going to talk a lot, but I got to say this point. Okay, Lauren, it's it's like the anatomy of my soul being purged from me watching this final drive go down to the two-minute warning. You're getting in there, and I'm all for kicking the field goal. I said it before. If you're going to run the football three times and drag the clock down and get an opportunity to use your best offensive player, Jordan Howard, the football. Now, on first down, I tweeted to you, and I think Shane, here they go. Predictability 101. Let's go into tights. Let's do a tight. That's your time to run a play action and be tricker, be the trick, run a bootleg off of it. Nope. You're telling everyone you're going to run. Ah, your boy, Logan Paulson, everybody. Holding penalty. Great job, Logan. Thanks for coming. It's freaking ridiculous. Guy costs you an opportunity. You battle back. You get down inside the goal line. Three runs. Three opportunities to run the ball with Jordan Howard. Bobby Massey commits the mortal sin of keeping his head down and not knowing his football assignment. If we put it up, it will be a clown showcase because he ends up blocking his own guy instead of the Packer who makes the play on Jordan Howard. All he has to do is stand up, fire out, deliver the blow, and Jordan Howard will go creasing into the end zone right behind him. But he plays with his head down, totally thinking he's going to build a brick wall, and and that's how he's going to win this battle, and it doesn't work. And you're throwing on second down, after, I mean, third down after a game. The goal is to recognize the clock. Run the football, spread them out, and put them in angles to create an advantage to your offensive line who had been doing a good job in the run game. But you go against everything you're doing well with the threat, with the threat of a running back in the backfield, and you throw the football. Now, mind you, there's a lot of moving parts here. One, a defensive lineman's running onto the field late within the realm of the play down into the end zone. That should have been a flag there. Late substitution into the game affecting the play. Two, Micah Hyde is holding Cameron Meredith, Lauren. Very clearly critical play in the game. If that's at Lambeau and the roles are reversed and that's Demontre Hurst, the flag is flying out with a pitter-pat touch. Okay? (laughs) I'm not making this crap up. He held the guy. The ball dropped. Now the clock stops. Now, if you're throwing on third down and you're allowing that to stop the clock, then guess what? You're 3-11 or 3-10 Today, you decide you go for it on fourth down and try to win the game. If that's your mantra, you can't have it both ways, Lauren. You can't. And we haven't even got to the end of the game. But that critical drive is three runs, put it on your offensive lineman, and the guy, that's your offense, Jordan Howard. You run the clock. That becomes the Packers' nightmare. And then if you run three times, you've run the clock down to 32 seconds in the game. 
or 26 seconds, whatever it was going to be, and this game is going to overtime with a field goal kick. But instead, you throw it, it stops the clock, and you give and allow this team an opportunity to do what they always seem to do to you, and that's embarrass you, and then honestly take the baby wipes full of shit and and leave them in your house, right on your rug. That's how they treat you. We just left everything. They changed their baby's diapers, Lauren, and they left all the wipes on your carpet. And that's how they treat you and John Fox. So if people want to sign on to this garbage, a team that can't win at home is 0 for 7 on the road, and that's your coaching, you're getting worse, not better, then if you want to sign on to that, I'm done. Sign me out. It's ridiculous what this staff has done. It's personnel decisions. There's plenty of talent. They battled back. Not for the coach. They didn't do it for John Fox. They did it despite him. They did it for themselves. They did it for the team. To sell that crap and buy into that, you're just as foolish as you're standing up there defending Josh Bellamy and his countless drops. I don't care if he's the A-string receiver. Your opportunity to go out there and make a play and catch the football warrants two plays. You drop it, I'll give you another shot. You drop it again, you're gone. Goodbye. You play special teams only. You don't see the field. You sign a kid from a practice squad that could do this crap. Makes a play on a freaking slot screen, a, a flanker screen. One-on-one, he makes a play. We're going to crown his ass? We bring a Denny Green out of out of, out of heaven? Rest in peace. <laughs> it's ridiculous, Lauren. The fans of this football team seem to be so misled. And I would say 70% of them. And so uneducated when it comes to reality. What other player is getting this amount of opportunities on this roster? And coming up short, tell me, give me one guy. Jordan Howard has one fumble on the season. He was benched the whole game. Talk about accountability and winning. Jesus Christ. Then the 10-second runoff you don't take? Who the Who is coaching this team? Freaking Willy Wonka? <laughs> I mean, Lauren. <laughs> 10 seconds... Guess what? They lined up for a field goal with three. You telling me I'm not preventing an understanding of the situation and saying, you know what? If we stop them, we'll have the amount of time that we have. You what? You don't give a team. You play the defensive aggressive in that case. Instead, you double down on passive aggressive defense. You don't take the runoff, and you play some ill-advised man. I don't even know what that defensive play call was. Dion, Dion, Dion Bush is doing Bush his own is, thing. Holy cow. He's covering a tight end running a 10-yard out with a freaking receiver running a, a skinny post to the end zone with the game on the line. He just lets him go by. Oh, my God. That's just... You're playing prevent defense. You're preventing them from getting a big play because there's no other way for them to win. 
Oh, Lauren. That that had a lot of shades of Chris Conti and Randall Cobb. Not that it, not that uh, Jordy Nelson was as wide open and it wasn't as much of a bust because I think LeBlanc needed to do a little bit of a better job too. But at the same time, LeBlanc's thinking Deion Bush is going to help him over the top there, so he's not going to necessarily tr- – I mean, he's going to be more in trail coverage like you talked about. And, yeah, it, it really felt like that Randall Cobb play once again. Just What was it now, four years later? Oh, my God, Lauren. It feels like just yesterday. You could feel it in the air. When he decided, because I'm sitting there, this is a penalty. This is a penalty. A 10-second runoff should be applied, and the clock should immediately start once that guy drags his ass off the field. Nope, the clock didn't start until the Packers lined up. The whistle blows. You could see it. And then to the John Fox declined. People on Twitter are telling me the 10-second runoff. To me, the play calling down at the end of the game inside the critical situation, a goal line. If you're going to throw to win this game with Jordan Howard, please stand up and let me know. Somebody, tell me that's your game plan. You got an opportunity to upset a team that's trying to go and get hot towards the playoffs. You have an opportunity to beat a rival at home and and really ultimately could make a a, a tide change in the John Fox pitchfork parade. And give you some sort of stability. But the way the coaching errors of this game played out. That you ultimately steal one from yourself. To me is fireable. The way they played in the first half. The the third quarter. My God. You're tied 10-10. You again go away from the ground game. Get away from Jordan Howard, Lauren. Let's throw the football. Then you ultimately put yourself in a situation. And credit Matt Barkley. All the people naysay, all the commentary. It was so fun to take shots at a supportive teammate, Jay Cutler, who's on injured reserve out in the cold weather, supporting his quarterback like a professional should. Taking shots for Barkley's interceptions. That's that's this fan base. That's the education of this team and and how we're going to go about this. Professionals out there taking shots at at Matt Barkley for throwing an interception. This happens in football, guys. Brings you back, have an opportunity to win the game, and your coaches take that away from you. And yes, Bobby Massey's block if you if you haven't seen it (laughs) go back and watch that play you'll understand exactly what i'm talking he he doesn't block anybody yep he blocks his own guy all he has to do is get up field and block that backer this kid's going like a a night train truck he's gonna run into the end zone as you've seen all day i mean that that kid is a freaking football player and let's talk about the tackling I mean, Nick Kwiatkowski and John Timu, the first three and a half quarters were like a, a Chinese fire drill of emotions out there, just slipping, falling off tackles. Tracy Porter was playing tag football 
<laughs> in the rec league down on the, uh, the west side of Chicago. I, I just I don't know how it's tolerated. That yeah. that's the kind of effort, Lord. Yeah, that goal line touchdown where they ran it off the edge and, and he just kinda like pulled at Ty Montgomery's arms. To me, that is the last play in the game he should have been on the field for. At that point, yank him, he's done. I don't care who you think you don't have at corner. I don't care if you're down to three guys not named Tracy Porter. Put DeAndre Hall out there. Put exactly. somebody because it feels to me like Tracy Porter isn't being held accountable because the Bears feel like they don't have anyone to hold him accountable with. But you're three and eleven, so at least if you're going to be a head coach, take a stand on that because DeAndre exactly. Holmes did not play a single snap in this game. Put Sherrick McManus out there. At least that guy can tackle. I mean, seriously, send a send a message. Even you know. if it's for a series. I mean, Tracy Porter did not miss a snap in this game. He played every single, all 60 defensive snaps, and he was giving the least effort, I think, of any player on the field, and it's absolutely ridiculous that he continues to be put out there. I mean, he, honestly, with a camera focused on him, if you're okay with putting that on tape as you talk smack on Twitter all week, Tracy, I expected better out of you. What? I saw today was a clown show of effort on your part. Something that if that was me, I would be embarrassed for my family and for every coach that ever coached me for how your effort is when it comes to critical tackle. Put a pad, a shoulder tackle, will you? My God. No, arms are good. Just grab them with your fingertips. This is a wide receiver torching you torching you at running back and and it's okay because we're not gonna you know we're not gonna tackle and you're still in this football game at the end still in it and, and to take how are you gonna take positives out of this there's so many recognized collapses on this in this game the momentum of your ability to collapse was felt throughout the game there was never a moment where i said wow the bears are gonna really beat this football team never there was never that feeling it's 10 10 at the half and you're playing like garbage and you're still in the football game yet the energy that surrounds this head coach and this offensive coordinator you know Say what you want about Vic Fangio. He came with an attacking defense today. He was sending blitzers left and right from the secondary, trying to get after an immobile uh, Aaron Rodgers. And yes, folks, the Green Bay Packers offensive line are wizard workers of not getting holding calls because there are some blatant ones out there. I mean, bad. Leonard Floyd, Willie Young getting held beyond belief. But that being said, got to get home when you have an opportunity. Kwiatkowski misses. Uh, the corners are coming off the edge, uh, not getting home, not being aggressive. Bush came one time. He's uh, Amos came. They're just allowing them to be blocked. Then he can't even run down an injured Aaron Rodgers, Amos. I don't get the effort in the secondary, Lauren. It just seemed like they were content. There was a couple balls thrown to uh, the Green Bay Packer version of Josh Bellamy, Adams. (laughs) 
and Levant, LeBlanc is just watching the ball flow in there. I mean, those are picks, easy picks. Just break on it and steal it. And he's just waiting. There was two plays in particular. His ball just floated, and they don't even react to it. The secondary, obviously, is a huge need here in Chicago. I, I don't, I can't get past it. It just, it really is, and it ends up being the dagger, if you will, to the Bears' demise today. Yeah, you know, and part of me starts to question a guy like Ed Donatel. I mean, he's. He was supposed to be known for this guy that can, you know, develop these young players. And we started to see it with LeBlanc. I mean, we've seen flashes of it, and maybe maybe some of it is the talent. But I think – and I don't know if, if guys just aren't responding to what he's trying to do. I mean, obviously Tracy Porter's not listening to anything he ever says, which I guess isn't all that surprising. But, I mean, we're just not seeing the same level of, of I guess, potential in, in this this – encouragement you know like last year it was like okay Bryce Callahan looks pretty good and even like Jacoby Glenn was looking pretty good and you started to see guys taking steps and like the last couple weeks especially even after LeBlanc had played well earlier this season and and Demontre Hurst had a good game last week this week there were a couple plays where he looked a little bit lost at times and it's just I I don't know if guys aren't listening anymore or aren't taking it to heart or or if Tracy Porter's saying you know, in the in the back, whispering in there, you're saying, "Hey, man, what does this guy know? Let's just go play our ball." You know, let's do. This. I mean, I don't want to. I don't. I guess I don't want to assume too much in any direction, but definitely, I, I lost some of the respect I had started to build for Donatel and Fangio too. I mean, there were a lot of there were some of those questionable calls with with leaving a lot of guys on man coverage on the back end, which I I get because Rodgers was hobbled, so you don't have to worry as much about his scrambling. I get some of that, but. Some of those plays were just guys were just not in position, and your your guys aren't finishing at the quarterback when they are getting pressure. I mean, there were a lot of little things that you didn't like for the defense, and certainly the tackling issue has to be number one. And you, you would assume Fangio every week is just trying to hammer it in there. And I don't know what do you what do you, what do you think about that? I mean, are guys just not listening, or do you think they're not getting the right messages? It, it just seems so strange. It seems like honestly, Lauren, if you you hit it on the head with Tracy Porter. You know, Bruce Arians is sending a message to the whole goddamn roster. If you're going to be a coward, if you're not going to tackle, if you're not going to catch the damn football, Josh Bellamy, don't give a shit how good you play on special teams. Don't give two craps. You want to win in the NFL, getting an opportunity to play a game and make 80-something thousand on a weekend? And you get in there and allow them to drop the football. Allow them to to throw arms. Then you're the problem, Dow Loggins. Coach Johnson. You're the issue, Coach Donatell and Fangio. And it starts with the head coach. How is Tracy Porter not pulled from the game? There's a play in there where John Timo makes a great play on Aaron Rodgers. Look at... Tracy Porter's effort. Watch the play and see how content he feels that Timu made the play instead of him being aggressive and him making a play for the team. That kind of crap is okay on a three-win football team. They almost won, Lauren. They almost won, though, Phil. I think you're being too hard on a, a special teamer. What? Only in Chicago. This is the you only, think, the you only think city Bill where... Belichick 
hasn't Josh Bellamy on his football team? John Fox wants he, 20 of them, Phil. He drafted this kid, Dobson, out of Marshall. Okay, in the fourth round. Kid dropped two balls. Came back the next week, dropped another ball. Go Goodbye. Fourth round pick. That's winning. That's surrounding yourself with guys that are going to move the football and do their job. Saying the sun is in your eye, dropping a freaking ball in your cradle, in your stomach. Give me one guy that's ever played the position of wide receiver on any level that is okay with that. If it hits your hands, catch the ball. Hit your stomach and you drop it six times, you're not in the NFL. My God, this is the NFL and this is this fan base. I'm having debates about Josh Bellamy. What are you talking about here? It's ridiculous, Lauren. And Dow Loggins, please. This guy should have been fired and gone. There's no, there's nothing to hang your hat on. And every fan of this team that follows it religiously has something they can hang their hat on, Lauren. Guess what it would be? Mm, your rookie running back, perhaps? Yeah. Think about it, guys. Hey, what are we doing over here? Freaking Jets fans understand it. <laughs> Jordan Howard is your offense. Everything revolves around him. Not every first half ending where we deferred and forgetting the football, our first play coming out of halftime is a deep action seven-step drop. Hmm. <laughs> you think Julius Peppers and company weren't aware? They knew exactly. Julius just ran past Charles Leno's ass. And, and creates a turnover. It becomes a turning point in the whole game. It's called scouting. Everybody has, even fans, have coaches game tape if they pay for it. You follow me, Lauren? Yep. So some guy's job is not to be critical on Twitter like me, but his job is to just break down tape and talk about tendencies to his defensive coordinator, and his head coach all week long. And then they come out with this massive write-up that they deliver to their defense, and they go over and test them. Okay, you see this formation. What plays are run out of it? Uh, coach, they run. No, they don't run. Get out. Are you listening? Are you reading what we're doing? The tendencies say no. And that's how they challenge and understand each other. Because everybody has tape of one another, and tendencies show up. That's why if you're not self-scouting, you're a 3-11 and 11 football team. You're worse than Mark Tressman coach Chicago Bears, Lauren. And p people like to pretend like this is going to get better next year. Like, oh, just give Fox another year. This will get better. Uh, I, I, I'm just curious, you know, if... If you're, if you're looking at the guys that are going to be back next year, especially on the offensive side of the ball, if you're saying bring back Dowell Loggins and John Fox, 
you're looking at a, a largely the same st- – I mean, if, you, if, you, if Matt Barkley continues to play well, he might be your starting quarterback. You got Howard as your starting running back. Alshon Jeffrey probably back as your number one receiver. Eddie Royal will be back. Maybe you add another receiver, Kevin White, whatever. Offensive line's probably going to stay largely the same with sitting white hair long, and you'll probably end up keeping Massey even though you shouldn't, and maybe even keep Leno. I mean, this is going to be largely the same group of offense. You're going to add players, but it's not like people are you – know, people seem to be expecting like, oh, well, when the Bears get healthy and, and they have this whole coaching staff ne- back next year, they'll be better. But it's, you're not looking at necessarily a huge change in personnel – I mean, this is going to be the same people with the same coaches, and, and why do you expect there to be a different result? Exactly, Lauren. I, I can't say it better. I'm sorry I'm losing my temper. <laughs> I, I just – it means something to me, and I know everybody has haters. If you're not hating me, then I'm not doing it right. I could give two craps. I've asked nobody to follow me. The reality is go check Lauren Cox. I just retweeted it. Bobby Massey, critical situation, coaching, Magazoo, has no clue. That's okay for you to turn your shoulders and block down and hit your own guy? Or is it to stay square, step, deliver with your left hand, and get up on the next man and allow this guy to run into the end zone and win football games? I would go there and win with this freaking roster. That's how much talent I think Ryan Pace has had. To give the excuses that you're down to your third-string quarterback, fourth-string quarterback, whatever his title is for this week and how we're going to twist this, and you're in games, Bellamy drops, Titans. Bellamy drops, 49ers. Bellamy drops, Detroit. Bellamy drops, Green Bay. That alone is fireable, okay? That alone. But then critical game situations, not taking the runoff, not understanding that this is a critical third down. Let's call a timeout and get on the same page of what we're going to do here to stop them. Use your head. This isn't getting better. This is getting worse. This is a team that understands, the whole nation understands, that number 24 is a quite a talented running back and is the Bears offense and it should go through him. But every week the offensive coordinator who's getting paid money decides that the game plan is going to go through number 11 because Alshon Jeffrey's out. That was the excuse, Lauren. Guess what? Alshon Jeffrey's back. He didn't get a pass until the fourth quarter. That's saying something. That's saying something. This is broke for two years. I was a John Fox believer. I'm the first guy to admit I'm wrong. This guy is not going to change next year. Those Fox people that hated him and told me and forewarned us, shout out to you because you were right. Because if he's going to be so steadfast in support of his coaches, I I understand that. But when you see that your tire is flat or you need an oil change and you continue to skip over it and pretend that it's not an issue, Dal Loggins, Josh Bellamy, then the car is going to explode. The engine's going to die. You're not going to stop the inevitable here, Lauren. It's time for John Fox to go.
And I do want to apologize to everyone trying to call in at this time. The reason why this, the show started late was because we couldn't get the call system to add callers to our call. And so we ended up just having to, after 15 minutes of me trying to figure out what the heck was going on with this, still couldn't get it figured out. So we had to just go on without it. I hope, I'm glad we still got plenty of people listening and enjoying it. And certainly we will be having I callers wish, back I, next week too, because I'd love to get someone in here, especially anyone that would want to push back against what, what you're saying, Phil, because I, I have to be in a hundred percent agreement here that, that Chicago is the only place where you make excuses for losing. Like, it's just like, it's like, that's, accepted here now i mean it's it, it, that you know people talk about how you don't want to fire john fox so you don't become cleveland well this fan base is already becoming cleveland it's always it's you know you might exactly. as well get the jersey with the quarterback names on the back of it and put it get a jersey with the head coach names on the back of it now because like that's that's what this is it's like oh well you know the, we'll get them next year and, and john fox needs this and this and this no you need the right person in the job you don't need to you don't need to contort your team to your head coach you don't need to make your team better for your head coach you need a head coach who's going to make the most uh, i mean that's his job you don't you don't try and shift your team to make your coach's job easier you make your coach is supposed to make everyone else's job easier that's his job you don't make excuses for players that can't catch the ball you don't make excuses for cornerbacks that don't want to give effort on plays and you don't make excuses for an offensive coordinator that's not going to put his running back in position to win the game and and to carry this team on his shoulders. I mean, there's just Amen. no there's just no reason to have to put up with. This is the NFL. There are so many qualified. And, I mean, there's an abundance of talent and a limited number of teams. So there's no excuse to not have the best of the best at every possible position. Because if you don't, then you clearly have people not in the proper position to put those people in the best position. So there's no there's no shortage of talent of, of coaches, of players, of, of scouts, of evaluators. Because this is the NFL. There's no excuse to not have the best everywhere. Uh, standing ovation to you, Lauren. Amen. I mean, Cleveland Browns become a punchline. Bears are a punchline of destruction and and, and stupidity. You think you're going to become something that you already are? Come on. It's not going to change. The time now, the most important position in all of football is the head coach, even more so than the quarterback. you got to have a guy that understands critical thinking. That's not a, well, we're going to run my offense. I've talked about this on the Daily Dose at BearsBarroom.com all freaking season, using Mike Tomlin as the perfect example of a head coach and what that means, that he's not worried about what he's comfortable with. He came into the Pittsburgh and understood that something was set up And that he was the head guy that was going to alleviate any kind of stress on anybody else. And was going to run this team to championship and be that kind of head football coach. That's what he's done there. He didn't bring his Tampa 2. He stayed in the 3-4 and allowed another guy to call what he was. A defensive coordinator. So you have to be able to acclimate yourself to the situation and have a philosophy of winning at all costs. What Lauren and I have done is break down perfect examples, cracks in the foundation, if you will, of what this head coach is selling. And it ain't going to change. There's no winning next year because we drafted Kaiser out of Notre Dame. Sorry. He ain't, he ain't winning 
okay? If the offensive tackle blocks down and allows the defensive end to come clean on Kaiser, he's all done. And there's the hopes because there's no accountability. There's no understanding of clock management, game management, point differential, and philosophy. There's no understanding of self-scouting and putting the proper personnel on both sides of the football on the field at all. I tweeted out, and I had many a football guy that I respect out there correspond with this tweet. It's third and two again in this game. They go empty again. Now, mind you, they got the first down. That's great, but that's just the point I'm trying to make. The opportunity to throw the football, there's two things that could go bad. There's three things that could go all bad, really. And why take that chance when you have two downs to get a first down, milk the clock, understand the philosophy that you are going to beat this team up and you had them on the freaking edge, you had them in the corner, and you were punching and you allowed them to get out. And, and that's all on the coaching staff. The players are running the plays that they're calling, and I understand that. And I'm just standing up for the truth here. You're not Cleveland if you recognize that the engine needs to change oil. You're not. You need to do it. It's a must that you get rid of this coach and you allow Ryan Pace, rumors or not, to allow him to hire his guy because the GM clearly has a lot of talent and has a good eye for it. I might not agree with every pick he's made, but nobody's batting a 1,000 out there. The pieces are here, Lauren, to win. You saw it today. You should have won this football game. And and even this idea of becoming the Cleveland Browns, to me, is like, why would you even worry about that? I mean, you look at the Cleveland Browns. Were there coaches that were turning down the opportunity to coach in Cleveland? I mean, they got Hugh Jackson, who was one of the highest, highly touted offensive coordinators in the league at the time when that head coaching market came. That was a great hire from them, even though he's been their, you know, what number head coach in the last 20 years or whatever, and they've had so many quarterbacks and so many coaches. They got... They built a brand new front office full of really respected football minds, and they, they got a head coach that a lot of people respect across the league. It's not like just because they've gone through this cycle of head coaches, I mean, no one wants to coach there. There's clearly – Great, great point. There are only 32 Smart. NFL franchises. Everyone there wants to be a head coach. There's no reason to be afraid of being a cycle of coaches because it's about getting the right one. It doesn't matter how many it takes. Just get the right one. Exactly. Lauren, I'm sorry I'm interrupting you. No, you're good. I got so fired up. I – wanted to touch base on this i'm going to ask you two questions who the hell was john gruden before john gruden was given an opportunity to be a head coach who the hell was mike mccarthy's ass before he was given a head coaching job and just has dominated you who who were these guys nobodies they're not names you don't know any it's not just shanahan and 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 Tyrell Austin of Detroit. There's people that have devoted their whole lives to coaching and have a philosophy and ability to lead men who are getting paid money to play a game to great heights. So to say who's out there, who's going to take over, who would want this, believe me, there's a lot of people, as Lauren just pointed out, there's only 32 of these gigs. There's only 32 of them. 
It doesn't necessarily be need to be a name. It needs to be a guy that has a plan and has a process about winning because that should be the only thing that matters. Not whether or not Jay Cutler's our quarterback next year. Oh, we got to get rid of him. I'm tired of this. No, get someone in here that puts winning at all at the utmost priority. And if that means Cutler's here, then go shut your mouth and sit down and grab your popcorn and cheer for the, the freaking Bears and help them win. Stop with this stupid philosophy that some little shit quarterback is going to come in here and win this game. You see what Mark, Matt Barkley's doing. He might be a backup quarterback. But the talent on this roster to win, and Matt Barkley might be the guy. I'm not saying no. But I hear this over and over, that you already got it all figured out on Twitter. You got it all. Mahomes is, is going to be a star in the NFL, according to everybody. Come on. Let's be realistic here. There's a lot of offensive line talent that is lacking on the Chicago Bears. Sign me up for a Kyle Long move to right tackle, left tackle. you got the interior. And get this offensive line kicking like it should be. Because today's game was won and lost because of critical errors all over the place. But I can't get that Bobby Massey stupidity out of my head, Lauren. Can't. I, I keep watching the gif on Twitter over and over again. It's, it's unbelievable. He has no idea what he's doing. I haven't been this fire. I, I hate the Packers, guys. Love this team. Love the blue, orange, and white. You're at home. Seven degrees. All the stupidity. All the the romance with Aaron Rodgers' hurt calf. And oh. all this stuff. Oh, poor Aaron. Look at what a well leader. Look at TJ Lang take a nice cheap shot on, on Cornelius Washington. He's a tough son of a gun, I'll tell you. What a leader. The announcers love them. They love them. The refs love them. The announcers love them. And God damn it, it is so tiresome to see stupidity supreme in the navy orange and white. And that goes on the ownership and everybody that is up top. Get a plan of getting a football freaking man in there and the right coach to lead men. A young guy that has a mind that is a maniacal mind that is going to lead talent on the football field in the right way, no matter who he has. If he goes out and they freaking sign the worst free agent quarterback out there, I don't care. Give me a coach that's going to put his philosophy and his stamp something that we see is going to hang his hat on and hold these players accountable. Otherwise, this team is going to continue down this losing path. And, it, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, Lauren. He's 0 for 7 on the road, about to be 0 for 8, right? Yep. Washington Redskins next week. I've never seen a head coach go 0 for 8. Uh, shout out to Shane Marsaw. The Bears have not gone 0 for anything on the road since 1974. 1974. So this coach, he's got, he deserves another shot. Right, guys? 
He deserves another opportunity. Where? In what world? What what world after today of all days? Your rivalry, Virginia sitting out in the cold, Lauren. You know, what is she thinking? That you had an opportunity to win the football game if it wasn't for your coach. What is she thinking? I just get, I worry that she say, "Oh, look at how close our boys were against the Green Bay Packers." That good old Johnny does such a, a good job with those boys. They're playing hard till the end of the game. Let's let's give him another year. I mean, you know, any franchise that has a ninety-plus-year-old woman being involved in football decisions is—I mean, that's that's Cleveland Browns level right there. I mean, if she has any sort of input <laughs> over that, that is purely Cleveland Browns level football. Because obviously, I mean. The, the football decision-making should be limited. I mean, should stop at Ryan Pace for the most part. I mean, you know, the people underneath him and all that, they're, they're involved in decisions. And, and maybe Ted Phillips gets a small say in a big decision, which probably shouldn't be anything at all. But, I mean, there's no reason that the reason – like when, when the reason Mark Tresman was fired was because Mama was pissed that George McCassie said, I mean, what kind of a franchise are you that makes decisions based on – I mean, even if it's any input at all, it doesn't have to. Be, she doesn't have to be the one making the decisions. But if there's any input at all from a, from Virginia McCaskey, bless her heart. I mean, that's just that's not putting winning first. That's putting the McCaskies first. That's putting money first. That's putting anything else first, and and that's ultimately losing. Absolutely, Lauren. It it's losing. It's a losing mentality, and it really. I don't think there's any other direction to go. You got two games left. You finish out the year against Minnesota, who probably tanked in their season. You could get a win there on the road. I don't know, Lauren. I just don't see. Or is that home? I think that's home, actually, to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. We They beat Minnesota on the road in their new stadium. That was the. That was yeah, the that's right. Or no, no, nope, you're wrong. No, no, no you're, nope. how, how is we Owen Sutton on the road? What am yeah, I talking about? Yeah, you're right. They play Minnesota on the road still, yes, to end the season. So the Redskins are at home then next week. Correct. Oh, okay. You, you know what's, Sorry. You know what's fun, though? Uh, the, <clears throat> the Jacksonville Jaguars, who beat the Chicago Bears earlier in the season and have only one fewer win than the Bears, uh, just fired Gus Bradley, their head coach. Oh, they actually took a step. For recognizing that this isn't working and that losing is intolerable and it needs to be the page and chapter needs to be turned and the refreshing sight of a new plan with a new man trying to to get better and, and, and get out in front of this instead of allowing this to happen. By the way, I just confirmed through a text that that last coverage call per Tracy Porter was quarters coverage. Yeah. So therefore, the two safeties have deep coverage. There's no other person that Dion Bush should be recognizing than the skinny post. Well, and twi- being Twitter aware. was saying that that uh, that Porter Porter and LeBlanc and the, uh, whoever the other Amos were saying that that quarters uh, with LeBlanc's spot in quarters, he had the number two or Bush had the number two receiver, and LeBlanc was the one that was supposed to carry the post up. That's what that's what they they claim. The safety has to be over the top. There's no there's no other way about See, it. Matt Bowen was, was was trying to back that up too. I mean, I'm not I'm just I'm just saying what I what they said on Twitter. Well, and uh, Bush any quarters something. that I know, Deion Bush tweeted quarters. something about how 
you know, not everyone knows what they're talking about or whatever. Trying to, like, take a shot at people that were blaming him for that play. And LeBlanc tried to take blame for it over and over again. Why are you putting a single man coverage on that final play? It makes no sense. No, yeah, that so. was that was what uh, Rich Campbell was saying, too. It's like, that's a question for Vic Fangio. It's not, not necessarily why did LeBlanc blow that coverage, but why was LeBlanc in a position to be to have to carry that deep by himself? And if that's the case, he's got to be off at 12 yards and just jogging with the guy. He should never have gotten beat if that's the case of that coverage. But in quarters, it's four over the top. The safety on a post is the quarters. So that doesn't make any sense. If it was a fade ball down the left sideline, then it would make a little bit more sense if you're saying it's quarters coverage. The safety should have been there. It's ridiculous. I don't know how they're playing this out unless they're just lying because I don't know any quarters coverage where the safety goes to the flat. Yeah, that's a good point now that you mentioned that. That would be three cover if they're doing some sort of zone scheme blitz. Baffling, Lauren. Baffling. It just kind of adds another – It just adds fuel to the coaching fire, right? (laughs) It really does. And it's that's just, but 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 make an excuse. You make an excuse for it. Oh well, you know, well they're they're relying on their their rookie safety and their rookie cornerback bill, so you can't you can't blame them. But at the same time, we give tons of credit to Bush when he almost makes the end zone interception, and tons of credit to LeBlanc when he makes a pass breakup. But don't worry, they're actually bad. They're they're bad when it's convenient for me to say that it's bad and defend the coach with it. But they're really good when they make good plays. I mean, that's that's what this is. You know what I mean? That's. That's, that seems to be the mentality among fans. When they're playing well, it's like, oh, look at look at how talented these young players are. But then when the team struggles, it's like, oh, well, John Fox doesn't have any talent. It can't be both. It can't be both. You're exactly right. In the day and age of fantasy football 101, the pr- pretty new object in college seems to be pretty and fancy now. The game is being played right in front of your eyes, Okay putting your players in a position to be successful. I don't even know how you allow anyone to get over the top of, of you in a game down to the final play on third down where you could possibly force a punt. The, the rule of thumb should have been a, a call out there to allow everybody to know, like I said, call timeout, get it right, because clearly everyone's pointing the fingers and it really should have been just a prevent defense, run that corner with the safety over the top. You know he's throwing to Jordy Nelson. I mean, to me, it's just ridiculous. And you can't, getting back to your point, you just can't have it both ways, people. There's plenty of young talent out there. We've seen them make plays. We've seen LeBlanc make plays. We've seen uh, Cameron Meredith make plays. We've seen uh, Daniel Brown make plays. Okay, it's about putting those players in their best position to make plays. So as Lauren and I pointed out at the beginning of this show, the accountability factor of not holding someone like Josh Bellamy accountable, he's still in the game. He's still starting. He's still dropping footballs. I, I just don't know how that can be overlooked as part of your assessment of this coaching staff, if you're a GM, okay, Lauren, 
let's put this hypothetical out there for the, these tough, these keyboard tough guys. You're a GM, and you're looking at Josh Bellamy in college dropping balls like this. So you drafted him? No, I thought it was hypothetical. No, of course not. <laughs> exactly. Drafted him for special teams, maybe. You're not drafting him for special teams. He ain't getting drafted. Yeah. So I think it's a, a, a shot to the face of the GM. If he's st- wanting to step in and say, listen, this just can't happen. It's embarrassing. This has happened week after week. It's not like I'm making this up. I'm asking Lauren Cox now. I asked him earlier this week, put a little highlight reel of the Josh Bellamy drops. It's bad. It really is. And if you can't admit that, I don't know what to tell you. It's like, you know, Adams, he became an out on the roster when he dropped as many balls as he did today. That's winning. I don't know if he played much more. I didn't see any balls go his way, but there's a, a a Packer established one or two wide receiver dropping those balls. It's not some fifth string receiver that's thrust in there that has athletic ability. There's no questioning. He just has no understanding of how to play the receiver position and make a play when it matters. It just doesn't. It just doesn't make. I mean, this football team just doesn't. Doesn't make sense to keep this coach around, you know. Like if you're, if you're Ryan Pace and you're and you're watching this team, and at the end of the year you meet with your players and you just talk to them and say, "Hey, what do you th- you think we should keep this guy around?" How many guys are going to step up and say, "Yeah, I want John Fox here"? I mean, Alshon Jeffrey swore six times in his post game press conference. I didn't listen to it. I just saw someone tweeted that they they had to bleep him out six times in his press conference. And I mean, we've heard a lot of a lot of back and forth on that in the, earlier in the season. I mean, obviously. A guy like Jay Cutler is not going to have positive things to say about Fox. They seem to publicly when they're asked about it, but if you're Ryan Pace and you can just sit down, you think Pernell McPhee is happy? You think DeAndre Hall is happy? I mean, you talked about – I saw someone tweeted that uh, Ryan Pace gave a pep talk in the locker room afterward to Cravon LeBlanc. Like, to, to me, I feel like Pace is, like, talking to these players trying to just say, like, hey, man, you know, I, I still support you even if the head coach is, is – putting you in tough positions or the defensive coordinator is putting you in tough positions even if the coaching staff isn't doing what they should be doing with you like how many players does he have to talk to and give pep talks to before he realizes that hey this coaching staff isn't taking the talent that I'm giving them and putting them in the best position to succeed I mean a, a simple sit down with players I think would be an effective uh, an effective measuring stick of, of what you need to do with this team because no matter what they'll say publicly if you can sit down privately and have a no consequences talk with them They'll tell you exactly how they feel about how they're being used and how this team is being run. And I guarantee you, everyone that watches Tracy Porter's film in that film room, everybody that watches Cameron Meredith's routes, everyone that watches Josh Bellamy's drops, everyone that watches Bobby Massey trying to block, they're not going to be happy with the coaching staff. Oh, you can't be. And and it goes back to what we talked about in the preview show, Lauren, at BearsBarroom.com. We talked about the game plan. Jordan Howard... 18 or more carries, you're 3-0. and Guess how many carries he got today, Lauren? Give you a quick guess. Don't look it up. I'm going to guess he was probably around 16. You are one off. Ah, 17. 17. 17 carries. 
for 90 yards and a touchdown. He should have gotten two more carries. That <laughs> It's kind of funny, but at the same time, it really crushes my soul because two more carries on the goal line, two more carries anywhere, I think you get this guy in the end zone and you're talking about what a great victory today. And like I also said, if, if Matt Barkley was your fourth round pick this year, you know, people would be talking about him a hell of a lot differently than they are right now because he's just a cast off and, and and why would any other team just allow this guy so he can oh the proof is in the pudding. I mean, he's driving you down there. He's putting balls in hands that need to be caught. People are dropping. There was a couple balls behind people, yes. All this stuff happens. Okay, it's the NFL. It's six degrees out there. What was this? 43 attempts for 362 yards the guy had today. I thought he played a hell of a football game, battling back from the tidal wave of what we know to be Chicago Bears football, that wave of emotion that swallows backup quarterbacks and into defeat. And he stepped up. Brought his team down there, and unfortunately, the coaching errors in the critical two-minute and four-minute offense tend to get the better of this football team. It, it happens so it's happened so often this year, Lauren. It can't be overlooked or denied. It really is that bad. And you know, we're winding down to two and a half minutes left here on the clock, so we're, we're going to have to wrap up the show. I want to again apologize to anyone that's been trying to call in. Uh, for some reason, our, our call service here is not allowing us to merge phone calls in with our with our with our call, and not for some reason it, it keeps trying to give the busy signal and then not recognizing that we've got our own call going here. So, definitely going to have that figured out for next Sunday when the when the Bears play the Redskins. We'll be live after that one, thirty minutes after the game, for another hour of breakdown. Hopefully, Phil won't have as much reason to be as fired up, but maybe they will. And, and that, that's good radio, as Aldo Gandhi of Bears Barroom always says. So. Uh, it, you know, there's not a lot to necessarily be super encouraged about, but, you know, we get to watch Matt Barkley again, get to see what he can do, get to see what Jordan Howard can do, assuming they, they give him the ball. But it's sort of been the same story every week. I have a feeling it'll be another one of those come close and then fall short games. And, and I don't know how many more of those Bears fans can continue to tolerate as, you know, these close losses as, oh, well, look at how encouraging we are. Well, you're taking steps backwards from a 6-10 and 10 team last year. That's not winning football. That's what we've been saying all along. But that's going to have to do it for us here on, on Bears Hour Live. Uh, definitely join us next week after the Redskins game, and we'll have our technical difficulties figured out. And thanks for listening. <laughs>